Hi everyone, I'm Funke and welcome back to People and Penny. So at People and Penny, we talk about small business owners, entrepreneurs, and people yet to start their business. We connect you with small business owners and you know, they basically share their tips on how to help you scale and manage your business better. On today's episode, we have the amazing Ferrami of Fries. Ferrami, please introduce yourself to our guest. You already said I'm amazing, so I think that works. Okay, my name is Farah. I'm co-founder at Nightwise, and by day time, I work at Cowrywise as a product marketer. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. Basically. Oh, it's Nightwise. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> <nice. laughs> All right. So when did you start Nightwise, and you know, tell us about your why? Why you started as well? Okay. Um, I think Nightwise started for when I was ten years. That was ten. Yeah, not like it started as a business thing, but that's when I picked up interest in cooking okay. and started to learn more about food fusions. How do you like take up a local meal and make it appealing to a global audience where you're not killing Nigerian taste? Because a couple of times people are trying to like remake Nigerian meals, but they kill the Nigerianness in the meal without mm-hmm. that happens. What I've been trying to do is okay, let's keep the Nigerianness in our meals but still make them appealing to um, the global audience. And when that started, I stumbled upon or um, across somebody called um, Kitchen Butterfly, Ozo Soko. I hope I pronounced that. So it's the one. I always forget how to put Yeah, <laughs> Kitchen Butterfly. Okay. Kitchen Butterfly. And I kind of drew a lot of inspiration from her blog. Her blog was really focused on the history of food, documentation of how food works, like you take a blog as the anatomy of Nigerian food. That's what is on Otto's uh, blog. Hmm. <coughs> yeah. That's interesting. And that, like, <laughs> so and that kind of like gave me an idea on how things should be. So I just had interest in that. In my second year in university, my first course, I was opportunity to be part of a competition called Pitch for Gold at um, Joshuaville, that's a redeemed church in Lagos. I applied, like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Then I wanted to, like, so I'm talking about, oh, let's do Akara and everything, Akara Boga. We should really bring back that life and price life. So, mm-hmm. Akara Boga. I'll explain why that's really, <clears throat> really important to us a bit. Yeah. Then I changed the idea. I sent that idea for Akara burgers, Akara Friday, and for beef sauce and fried and then talking. And I changed the idea to say, well, I wanted to do meal delivery. When I got there to present the idea, they were like, oh, we don't want the meal delivery business. We want that one of the Akara and everything like that. So I had a conversation around Akara, talking about it, and they liked it. Um, long story cut short, I won a millionaire. Oh. <laughs> the money disappeared, so I was very bad with money. And why I'm very interested in Akaraboga is that if you go far into Brazil, there's something called Akaraje. It's simply Akara, but it's served with prawns and some sauce. So the idea was that we all take Akaraboga right now in Nigeria, but it's always too dry. So to make it softer and easier to digest, mm. I was thinking of mixing Akara with the prawn sauce that we just sit smoothly into the bread. So that's where the ideas of <clears throat> a different kind of burger came in. Yeah, so people have said, oh, you're going to have to see how like, ah, man, this thing has been in my head for God knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's, that's 
So it closed down. Then in 2020, a friend reached out to me like, hey, let's bring back this thing now. So I spoke to him and gave me some motivation. Finally, we brought back my fries, the pandemic kids. Oh. When the pandemic hit, it was tough, but that was when I discovered Sierra Burger. Let me try this thing that I'm taking in my head. And I came up with Sierra Burger and delivered a new product line for Knife Fries. And that's been the star boy of Knife Fries for a long while now, Sierra Burger. Uh, real star boy. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. And what you said about the idea and, you know, people saying maybe it's from someone, it just, just goes to show how ideas bounce off people. And when you have something good, you know, you just work on it. I mean, better to work on it when you know you're going to deliver in an amazing way. Okay, so tell us about some challenges you faced. And tell us about, like, after the challenges you faced, like one particular one you did not see yourself facing in, like, the cooking industry in Nigeria. And that. So when, when people talk about food, they always say things like, oh, there's a lot of money in food. People would always eat. Yes, people would always eat, but would people pay the amount you want them to pay for a meal? Nah. So the first rude shock as a food business person is that margins are quite low. So I didn't expect to face that. I didn't expect to face that at all. And inflation in Nigeria is crazy. So margins are low, inflation is high, and people have a price point of what they want to pay for your food. So I didn't expect to become a mathematician and all I that would be studying <laughs> <laughs> economics. But thankfully I studied economics, so it's a bit easier for me than the average person who does not have a background in finance. But I didn't yeah. expect that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I always but used to Okay now. Please continue. The biggest challenge I tell you logistics. So you're scared of marketing because you're not sure that you can handle the fulfillment of the time you promise because logistics is very hard to properly in this country. Ah, true, true. I agree with you on that 100%. I see a lot of food vendors complain on social media about how logistics company, you know, ruin customers' orders or they don't deliver on time. And like some clients don't even like, don't even pay attention to the logistics company i mean they just pay attention to the brand selling the food because at the end of the day brand has the you know has to deliver on their promise so um am i correct if i say you have an offline store like an offline presence oh yeah we do okay so what's that like having an offline presence and an online presence if you could invest more in one um which would it be and why think of amusement parks growing up what we had to do was change our money to pennies that gave us access to the different games. Same access penny, different games to give us very exciting memories. This still happens when we visit game markets. With Penny, you get access to enjoy different tools tailored to help you build your business. One platform, one partner, different complementary services that help you document your process, manage your data in a way that makes decision making easy for you, and provide asset financing at different stages of your business to simplify your growth process. We believe that small businesses deserve a chance and we commit to doing everything we can to be there for them every step of the way. I would invest more. I really can't put a perfect answer to that. Just the reason. Um, for the offline product, it gives that communal feeling, like building a community around your brand. People come around, like we have a 
a monthly meetup at the space where people just come around, sit, eat, things that are not on our menu, like um, just like a chef special, people just come around. So that idea of having your customers that order online come down to sit is a very strong component of um, community building for us. However, when it comes to think as a businessman and you want to cut down costs, online works perfectly in the sense that we just need to have kitchens across Lagos or across Nigeria and people order nearest kitchen to them goes to them deliver the houses quite fast. Uh, so yeah, probably more of online business. It's um, an easier way to broaden your revenue and an easier way to like um, connect with customers who might not necessarily know Yes, you know, I asked that question because I've I've noticed that a lot of business owners sort of want to rush the skill to the to the part of having an offline um, presence, an offline store, when you know they can see take things slowly and build online and definitely get to that part because it's not easy running an offline store in Nigeria with you know the taxing and you know necessary. Um, payment that you're going to make but then like you said the community is actually very important and the meetup you do so um which advice would you give someone planning to get an offline space say i am in the hair business and i want to have a store to sell my hair what would you tell me to look out for so i think i like to think in continuity uh if you're a hair business and you want to have an offline space, what exactly are you going to do there that will continue to be an online space? So probably you want to have a hair testing booth where people can come take free pictures of your hair and that translates to content for your online space. That makes perfect sense. But if you just want to have an offline space for the sake of having an offline space that people can visit, it's not really advisable. However, there's a part of particularly in Nigeria there's a part of um, trust. People want to trust you, so they want to know where's your office, where you can have the money, stuff like that. Where can I reach you? So okay, that's fine. But clear for trust. But you don't necessarily need to go overboard. There just be probably a store where you keep the hair. It's totally fine. But you want to go all elaborate. There has to be a tie back to how you generate your revenue. Because you don't have an elaborate space that's not bringing. Probably don't have a hair care space, or you want to have stay, uh, like I mentioned earlier. A place where people can just come and have an experience and take good pictures. That's fine. That's great. Thank you. Marketing guru. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So give us your top tips to business owners or entrepreneurs that want to start in the food industry in Nigeria. Because I feel like the food industry is somewhat getting I don't want to say oversaturated, but there are lots of people doing a lot of things. So for someone that wants to stand out in the food industry in Nigeria, what would you advise them to do differently? First, if you have 25 people selling food on the streets, don't want to buy from everybody. Mm. That's the truth. So, but more importantly, it's about just getting your taste. Let mm-hmm. just the way uh, branding works with colors and uh, people say, oh, this is the color of my. <clears throat> Is the color of my brand and we see it. like you see yellow or you see orange you're thinking of gt bank you see yellow you're thinking of uh, mtn you see like some kind of green some kind of blue you're thinking of a curry or i see some kind of a uh, uh, wineish color you're thinking of penny and that applies to food also beyond the colors of the brand 
there's um, something called palate branding. Palate branding is how when people taste your food, how does it feel in their mouth? Can they taste your food with their eyes closed and say, oh, this is from my friends, this is from Chicken Republic, this is from the Minos Pizza, this is from it's very hard, it's quite it's really hard to achieve that. But a few brands have hacked it in Nigeria. Say, for example, there's a guy called Corridis Spaghetti. A lot of people make pasta in Lagos, but if you taste Corridis Spaghetti today and you taste it the next day, after, you know that this is Corridis Spaghetti, and you can easily differentiate this pasta from any other pasta in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Same thing we've tried also with Ansia. So the first thing is you want to create a unique taste. The reason why you want that is that's the first way to retain your customers that come on. I just I'm just craving this particular taste. That's the that's the idea you want to have yourself. So that you need to taste. Then <clears throat> secondly, be bullish about community. Speaking, I'm not very good on my community. I'm good but I work, but be very bullish about community. Why you want to be bullish about community is that there's a quote I learned somewhere. Anybody can steal your product, but nobody can steal your community. It's just like the way you have football fans. There are a lot of good football players that people are trying to have football clubs because that's the community. So we have to be bullish about uh, building communities if we want to ensure that people remain our customers. So first, unique taste, community. And then, pricing. When pricing, you have to consider something known as inflationary gap. Why is that important? If you put an inflation gap, of course, Nigeria will so disappoint you. But if you have a good inflation gap, what that means is that at the point where inflation steps in, you're not necessarily increasing your prices anyhow. Continue consistent increase of price without any like, like maybe inflation happens by increasing your price. It throws your customers off balance and they don't want to actually purchase. So those are the three. Um, major things of advice you need to taste community building and very strategic pricing yes hmm. that's great that's great i agree with you on all of them so um you mentioned you've, talk, you've talked about your challenges before so how do you deal with bad days saying you know just one of those terrible bad days how do you deal as a business and how do you deal personally as the founder of the business so there are some days that are reasons for bad days, some other days are no reasons for bad days. Do you understand? Um, however, 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 a lot of times there are reasons for bad days. So when a bad day happens, <clears throat> I sit down and I look at what really went wrong. Is it is it taste? Was it I just try to analyze it? When I analyze and there's no problem, I just go back to the good days and look at it. So yeah, some good days will come out. But if there's a problem, when you should have fixed that problem and it never happens again, or at least we try to ensure that it almost never happens again. I I don't be myself about our bad days, to be honest. I have a very simple principle: just do the work, keep doing the work, and keep learning. Do the work continuously. Mm, interesting. Do the work, do the work, and keep learning. Yes, that's the way to go. So I want to pick back. You mentioned about your. Um, you know your background in economics and business so for people that want to start their business but they don't have the money and want to get loans because that's one of the things we offer at penny at penny we give loans to people that want to start their businesses or people already um, running their businesses 
Because some people are very against like getting loans to start businesses. But for you, what's that like? What do you think about people getting loans and what they should check before actually going to apply for a loan? So we need to look at loan in a different light. <clears throat> um, if it helps, stop calling it loans, just call it leverage. It should be seen mm-hmm. as leverage. Leverage. So you can expansion. In fact, even in finance space, loans are actually called leverage because there's some it's like a support mechanism to do certain things. So I would view loans as a leverage for expansion, for a quick start. Practical example, I want to start a pasta business. Nobody else is doing a pasta business in Lagos. I start and I notice that within two months, 10 other people are open to the same pasta business. And I'm losing market share, I'm losing. I need leverage to speed up. I have a model that is working already. So I take leverage and I speed up <clears throat> and I do a lot of stuff. Like I expand so that I don't lose my market share. That's the good part of growth. However, before you take a loan or anything, if you want to start a business, take it first from friends, try the model, let that model work. Then you can now go on, let the model work, let the model end. Then you can go on and get an external support. Or have an existing business running already, then you take that, uh, you take that, uh, you, take, you take the loan from uh, that, 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 from, from Penny, particularly, like, Penny gives asset loans, like, asset loans in the sense that, um, I want to start the food business, I need an and it gives you money to buy the oven and start to pay back. Like the good part about that kind of thing is that uh, instead of giving me cash, because a lot of business give them cash and oh, they're like, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. Meanwhile, they ask you money for the oven. It mm-hmm. helps ensure that the money just for exactly what you said you wanted to do. So Penny goes on and buys. So I like, I like, I like that model. I appreciate that model. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. That's, 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 that's basically it, that's, that's basically, um, it for me, I... Yes, um, yeah. I'm glad, and I'm glad you mentioned the asset loans as well, I mean, it's, it's really good, because it keeps you on track, it keeps you on track mm-hmm. with your businesses, and you know, we have order courses and things that you can take to make sure that your business keep, keeps growing. So, I want you well, to tell true. us, sorry? I said, oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I would love you to tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Mm. Yes. Uh, about Fermi. I'm not, I'm not very, okay, the first time I cooked, like proper cooking, I didn't mm. know how to cook then, like very much. Just in my mom, hosted you little pots and add some cubes and everything. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I put oil on fire, then you can watch TV. <laughs> And the oil was heating up, and I just popped it and fire came out of the pot and almost burnt a switchboard, it was a switchboard of the kitchen. Wow. I was scared. I finally ended up cooking the stew. My mom came back, she had the stew, and she was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And she got to the kitchen, like, what happened here? And I was like, uh, I was experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out nice. You know, my first experience with that. I don't have so many interesting facts about me but one interesting about me that's I'm a great storyteller I can pick up a story from anything 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 at all I can tell stories brand search anything 100% confident about that that's that's very interesting 
this is an interesting fact. I mean, I'm happy your first time cooking still tasted good. The first time I cooked, nobody wanted to eat it. You know, we even gave the dogs, the dogs did not want to eat it. So I had to discard everything I cooked. Anyways, it was it was really interesting talking to you, hearing your insights, you know, about loans, about business in Nigeria and you know, the challenges. Thank you for being here with us today. And to Thank conclude, so I just want to ask if you have any last words for you know the people listening. Okay. Um the last words would always meet. So would always would always um do our best to go together. Yes. Ah. And 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 share your 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 handles with us for people that want to place an order because I think I'm going to place okay. an order even. <laughs> the handle is um, ni underscore fries ni underscore fries on Twitter and on Instagram. Okay. Definitely. My quote would simply be just act. Don't think. Hmm. Think now. It might sound really. It might sound really. It's something I read from Do the Walk. My guy It might sound really counterintuitive to do that kind of thing, but here's what that helps you to do. It ensures that you know align fear and overthinking stop you from doing what you need to do. So that's that's it for me. Yeah, that that's when you when you said that, I my mind immediately went to overthinking because as an overthinker and you know a creative in Nigeria, it's hard. And you know, I'm I'm really glad you said that. That's that's super inspiring. Okay, so thank you for being here with us today, Fermi. Uh, I'm going to place an order soon. I'm sure people listening are going to place orders soon. And thank you for sharing your insights to us on your business. And yes, we hope to have you here soon. I hope you love to join us. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something from their story. And if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or, or you plan on starting a brand in Nigeria, we are the best team to be by your side on your journey. Check out penny.co to find out how to get started with us. So I'll see you next week Thursday for another amazing episode. Bye.